friends, Sammy from Salt and Burn This here. Quick disclaimer before this episode goes on. When we recorded this, my Zoom audio settings were set in a not ideal <laughs> setting. Uh, I, for some reason, I had it set to an automatic high compression while it was recording. So I was left with a not great file, but we decided to keep it anyway because it's kind of hard to recapture those raw reactions that we like to have. So if you just bear with us on this one, it's a one-off episode, you know, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, and then next week we'll be back to our regular, you know, mediocre quality. <laughs> Thanks. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Salt and Burn This. My name is Sammy. I'm Valerie. And this is our Supernatural Rewatch podcast. I've switched over to iced coffees now. The mm. weather has changed. Nice. Of course, it'll change back tomorrow, but... Right. No, same here. Today, it's 52. Yesterday, it was a little colder, but the day before was like 70, <sighs> and it was heaven. Oh. Absolute heaven after being... After drowning in snow for two months, you know. Right. Yeah. And everybody else was feeling it too. You know, like the streets were really like loud. They're like, oh, we want to be outside. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad. Julieta is like super furry right now. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't get you cut for you know another couple weeks. Right. Oh, here's something. Okay. <laughs> what I figured out about me. Because again, while having a TV show on in the background while I'm doing other things around the apartment, I've been watching um, NCIS. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Dinozo character, Michael Weatherly's character, is like famously quoting movies. His entire character is all about the movies. Quoting movies, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, finding scenarios that, that match movies. Uh-huh. I am your Dinozo. Because <laughs> I keep interjecting with like movie quotes and movie examples and oh that reminds me of you know that tv show where so i am your dinozo (laughs) i don't know if that's a good thing or not but i i I you know i was thinking about this about this episode because there are so many many um, references well pop culture references yeah you know and i sometimes don't like pop culture humor for that reason because it can uh honestly makes it into a period piece right you know, um, dates it. Right. Or if you don't know the reference, which is often my case, because in my adult life, I have kind of stopped watching new things for whatever reason. Right. (laughs) I find comfort in like the old things and I just kind of stick to what I like (laughs) and I need to branch out more. But anyway, uh, neither here nor there. Um, but because I don't watch a lot of new things or even classic things, I'm like, I don't know. I don't get, I feel like What's her name in Bones? It was just like, I don't understand that reference. <laughs> you mean Bones or, herself? Yeah. Or <laughs> later on, Cass, when he's just like, I don't, I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> oh, Cass, I can't wait to start talking about that. I Cass. know. It's going to be a while. Pages pa- and pages. Patience, Diago, patience. That's from Aladdin. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, get us started.
Okay, season one, episode 10, Asylum. If these walls could talk, the brothers investigate a long shuttered mental asylum that has the power to drive intruders mad and murderous. Written by Richard Hatem and directed by Guy B. And Richard Hatem also, for reference, wrote Phantom Traveler. When I was getting ready to, to watch this, um, sometimes I'll look up different um, descriptions of, of what the episode is going to be, just so I, I kind of know what's in store. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, there's we, we've decided that Netflix is not the descriptor to look for. So I ignored Netflix and I went mm-hmm. to IMDb. Mm. And IMDb is wrong. Because I think IMDb takes the Netflix one. <laughs> oh, okay. I did because I, I didn't even. Yeah. I also think it's like a, a Wikipedia situation where people can just write what uh, they want. write their own things. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was a little perturbed that once again, it's it's not even like a small plot point, but it was like saying you know dead in the water they're investigating suicides or they're investigating drownings right. that were I'm like never mentioned in anywhere in the episode and in this one it talks about like four teenagers gone missing which is and it's like no let me see what it says on netflix Mm. Uh, it said sam and dean investigate an an abandoned sanitarium Uh and discover that patients had revolted against the cruel punishments inflicted by the head doctor which is right it says what imdb imdb says that exact same thing but it also goes on to say, while the brother searched the premises for four lost college students, the tortured spirits caused them to go insane, turning Dean against Sam. Oh, not true. Yeah, that's the opposite. Right, the exactly. Exact opposite. <laughs> right, right. And plus, they're not looking for for t- they're not there looking for for kids. No. So this move, this this movie, this episode was <laughs> <laughs> this episode was a haunted house. You know haunted house yeah absolutely it was like when you go like on halloween in a non-pandemic year and with your friends are just like oh let's go to a haunted house and it's an asylum theme that's what this was yes because regular hospitals wouldn't be a haunted place it has to be some sort of sanitarium or an asylum where people are mentally unstable or unwell and right but i also i think most towns or cities that have um, an old closed up mental institution have kind of a local legend around it that is eerily mm-hmm. similar to this one. Yes. You know, or, or at least it's haunted and kids break in and, you know, it's like a... It's a rite of passage. If you can yeah, spend the a, night, yeah. uh-huh. then then you're in the club. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so when this episode opens, basically with um, a little exposition about that two cops are called to the asylum because... You know, there was a break-in. The older cop says, oh, yeah, I guess you're new here. And then proceeds to go into the local legend about, you know, it's haunted with the ghost of the patients. And if you spend the night, then, like, you go insane. Mm-hmm. And that's um, why there's probably teenagers there tonight. Yeah. You know, to do that whole sneak in and. Yeah. Hooligans. This is in Rockford, Illinois. Is that where yeah. this mm-hmm. asylum is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is a town. Hooray. Yeah. I don't have any connections to Rockford, Illinois, or really anywhere in Illinois. I haven't spent a lot of time in that. And in, in all of my tour of the Midwest, Illinois was not not one of them. <laughs> one of them. I mean, I've driven through Chicago, but that's yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. So, so no map, hey. no map quest, moment no map quest moments. All right. So yeah, 
if you spend the night, you go crazy. If you don't go crazy, you're in the club. So they go in. They go in looking for uh, the kids. And uh, did you, for me, I could be completely wrong, but the interior shots of this, um, at least of the, the entranceway, looked exactly mm-hmm. like the uh, the stairs that Sam and Dean were walking down after they uh, looked at the body of uh, in Bloody Mary. So after they, they spent that time looking at the dad's melted body and they're walking down the stairs and they're talking about... Um, you know, maybe this is just a freak medical accident and, you know, uh, so oh, they're the hospital stairs, yeah. oh. but interior hospital yeah. stairs. Um, to me, that looked like the exact same interior set as it probably as was. Mary. <laughs> just something that I went, Oh, I've seen, I've seen that stair before. Mm-hmm. Now, granted it was completely distressed, right. you know, and, yeah. and trashed. Um, so the cops go in looking for the kids. They notice that the, the doors on the South wing of the uh, asylum used to have a chain on them that's now been cut mm-hmm. <laughs> and the one cop i keep we should probably give them their names um i think it's daniel and i know the last name of the younger one is kelly okay gunderson is the older wiser cop. okay gunderson okay. um yeah gunderson so uh Gunderson is like you could like these kids brought bolt cutters <laughs> you know I think he was a little impressed honestly like, oh, wow, <laughs> they like, came they prepared are, they are determined yeah uh-huh. he's like all right so let's let's go find them um but it's like you go this way I'll go that way type of thing the you know the split up never split up mm-hmm. so Gunderson ends up finding the kids right mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be a scary moment. And it's like, you know, he comes around the corner and uh, it's the kids. There's nothing there. It's the kids. All right, you kids, you know, come on, let's go get in your car. In the meantime, Kelly is still wandering around looking for the kids. And uh, he, we assume he doesn't find anything. There's no jump out moments. He's not, you know, there's creaking doors. Okay, he walks into a room. His flashlight goes and dies. And then a door creepily opens by itself. Right. So no, you don't see a ghost jump out at him or anything. But I mean, That's, something was I mean, definitely there. <laughs> something was there. But but the next time we see him, he's just he's outside. You know, so we don't see anything. Right. Um, but uh, the flashlight flickering is. Um, did you ever watch uh, Ghost no. Hunters? the tv show just, just no? assume it's no okay <laughs> i have to ask i have seen like in passing a few different ghost hunting shows i couldn't tell okay. you what their names were you know but... okay i i think a running theory of ghost hunting is that um ghosts will draw power from from batteries mm. um and when they're trying to manifest themselves yeah. that's that's a running theory right and so when i saw his flashlight start to flicker i was like "Uh oh something's trying to manifest right um but then we didn't see anything right he did go into a door that said biohazard on it and part of me was like (laughs) okay what makes you go through a door that says biohazard and what in an asylum is biohazardous yeah it would be biohazardous now i did not do a deep dive on this but somebody else did. So I am going to tell you what I found about their deep dive. Right. And this is, again, not mine. What I found out was that that biohazard symbol mm-hmm. um, was created by Dow Chemical, and mm-hmm. uh, but it was created in 1966. 
And as we learn further down the road, the asylum was actually closed in 1964. So <laughs> that is just a deep dive that somebody did about a symbol they saw on the wall on the set of Supernatural Great. and decided that it was incorrectly placed. Yeah, okay. Whew. So there. So Kelly makes his way back outside after nothing, as far as we know, has happened to him. And Gunderson is like, oh, dude, you know, <laughs> how long did you find anything? No, let's go. And as they get back in the cop car to, I guess, drive back to the station or whatever, go on their next round, we see that Kelly's nose starts to bleed. Yeah, not a good sign ever. No. And what's a worse sign is that he just wipes it away. Yeah. It's like, it's, he knows it's there. And it's not like, oh, gosh, my nose is bleeding. Yeah. It's like, let's yeah. just not, you know, let's not remark on this. Right, right. So I will also is- say when Gunderson said like, oh, did you find anything? And he's like, no. That was like not convincing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Once more with feeling. <laughs> right. So when Kelly gets home. Yeah, yeah, Kelly gets home and is doing his, uh, like doing the, 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 yeah, the ritual of like removing all the cop paraphernalia, like the yep. pen and his change and keys and his wife is in bed and she's saying, you're still not talking to me, hinting that they had a fight earlier that day. Kelly has a very sinister look on his face, like this camera shot of like him was very menacing. Yeah. Very slowly and deliberately picks up the gun from his dresser, shot pulls back and all you see is like from the, from the outside of the house, you hear and see two shots fired. Right. you're not sure where the- i mean you can assume where he shot the gun but right because it was like bang pause bang, bang. Mm-hmm. yeah cut to <laughs> next thing we see is sam and dean and they're in a motel shocking <laughs> um sam's making phone calls to dad's contacts like just calling random people who might have heard from from john mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but getting nowhere no luck and he's clearly frustrated by the lack of communication from dad yeah i just want to um, make a note on this motel because this was just a personal observation i did not do a deep dive or anything like that but the flickering lights you know on the motel sign yep it echoed bates motel to me or bates hotel from psycho yeah which then made me think oh maybe that was like a nice little nod to psycho you know the name of the movie mm-hmm. and this being an asylum i don't know right i don't know ah. if that was the connection but it was just Let's make it a little train of thought that I had. Very Hitchcockian. Yes. So good observation, Sammy. I'll take it. Great. So Sam clearly frustrated by their lack of progress in finding dad or not even that they're not finding him is that dad isn't communicating. Dad isn't communicating. And also Dean doesn't really care. Right. He's not as invested in finding dad as Sam is. Right. And then Dean gets a text on his phone from a, an unknown number. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, four numbers. It's another coordinate, another set of coordinates. Mm-hmm. Um, and while Dean's pretty stoked about it, Sam is like, come on. The man can barely work a toaster. And he sent you a text toast. message. That made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Well, it looks like it's, it is coordinates because it's in mm-hmm. Rockford, Illinois. That must be a sign, a clue, you know, because yeah, <laughs> uh, Dean um, well, he mentions re- that, yeah, he's like, this is recognizes Rockford, Rockford from reading dad's journal. Yeah, or yeah. Uh, specifically the asylum. 
right. the Roosevelt Asylum because it was an article about this cop who shot his wife and then himself after being on patrol for well maybe i don't know if that if that wasn't said, in the article yeah that wasn't in the article uh, it was just that the the asylum was mentioned in dad's journal because then he opens up the journal and you see the article that says teens die in fire at asylum no, but the, the article did mention kelly though it did mention him shooting his wife and then himself how could that article have been in the journal no no the online article when they're looking on he google searched you know google or whatever it was in 2009 <laughs> alta vista um <laughs> so anyway he did an online search of rockford illinois or like these coordinates it came up rockford illinois and then he must have searched you know like crazy happenings in rockford illinois and then so i remember looking at the computer screen it had a portrait okay. of kelly and then oh, okay. talked about what he did Okay, because I was thinking that, like, because first, when, when Dean first mentions it, he's like, Rockford, Illinois, dad mentions that in uh -huh. his journal, and he yeah. flips through the journal, and they and he sees the article yes. Yes. about the teens and the fire, because on the facing page of the journal is the sketch of Wendigo, and that just stood out in my mind. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Wendigo. Mm -hmm. um, and so Dean is determined to go, and uh, to go to Rockford, Illinois, and Sam doesn't want to have any part of it and it feels like it's more like well you know dad tells you to jump and you say how high it's like why why are yeah. you going there um you know just because dad said so and dean is like yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's Duh. it's not only not only is it a potential case plus it's in dad's journal yeah you know plus dad is telling us to go there mm -hmm. so the boys find themselves well dean finds himself in a bar in Rockford, they've been, they've managed to hunt down, um, Gunderson mm -hmm. in a, in a cop bar. And, uh, and Dean decides to pull out, a, not a disguise, but, a a personality. Yeah. Um, he pretends he's a reporter, um, and is going to interview Gunderson about the, the, the happenings at the asylum mm -hmm. and stuff. Did you mm -hmm. recognize the name that Dean uses? He says, uh, I'm Nigel Tufnell. Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> this is this is a way back reference sorry okay um it's uh the the fictional lead guitarist from this is spinal tap so it's the christopher guest character nope. from this is spinal tap which you know same writers as waiting for guffman a mighty win best uh -huh. in show those uh -huh. mockumentaries yeah yeah so dean's pretending he's a reporter sam comes in <laughs> and pretends to rough dean up in order to like you know win over Gunderson yeah my theory was like first they tried the reporter approach you know Gunderson was obviously not having it he was just like man back the f off I am you're, in no mood sitting in my part my dead partner's chair yeah, yeah. and so then here comes Sam to um kiss the little eyes, you know yeah <laughs> he's an officer of the law what are you doing man <laughs> get out of here and Dean's like ooh all right <laughs> he go, but he gives that look of you're gonna pay for this yeah you're gonna pay for this later but it works because sam's able to get the history of uh -huh. the asylum from gunderson yeah um so bravo for for sam because again sam's the uh empathetic one yeah you know and uh and is able to talk to mm -hmm. his part this, this cop who's very nice little con i thought yep Played yep. by these guys. Yes. By the and and they didn't have to they didn't have to work very hard for it. No. And so they decide to go and 
check it out. Like between the two of them, they're like, okay, we should actually go and check this asylum out. <laughs> so I, I made a note that Sam and Dean are getting pretty good at climbing fences. <laughs> yeah. That was a crazy little flip like, over the fence that Dean did. I was like, yep. oh. <laughs> so I'm going to hold on to that. I <laughs> keep count of how many fences they have to right to scale and uh so they 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 hop over the fence they make their way in to the asylum and uh and sam recounts that the he's retelling what the what gunderson was telling him and he's like the kids broke into the south wing and uh so dean is like flip 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 through the journal he's like south wing south wing <laughs> and looks up information about the south wing i'm just going to point out here there's a continuity issue it's a small one but since Dean whips out the journal and is looking for it, he opens up the journal to the page with the asylum article in it. The Wendigo sketch is no longer there. Mm-hmm. So the article was taped to a different page inside the journal. And that was pretty big. I mean, that was noticeable. And I'm not looking for those things. Yeah. But I was like, where's Wendigo? I like, do remember seeing the sketch of the Wendigo, I guess, just in my head. It, it was in passing. Yeah. You know, and I like thought, it was flipping through the pages. Yeah. I thought maybe... Like the article was something you could take out and put back in. So maybe it was right. just put back. And if it looks like it's stuck to the, to the, to the journal, like right. it's stuck to that facing page. But I wonder if this is a little call out because the guy who played, at least according to IMDb, the guy who plays the, I mean, this is future in the episode, the ghost uh, with Kat, you know, they're locked in the room together. Oh, the one, the, the long hair. Yeah. Yeah. He, is credited as also being the Wendigo. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that was just like a little a nice little call out. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it seems a little odd, you know, and like a stretch. It's far but... far fetched, but I like it. Right. But you know what? That actually seems like something they would do, given what we know about the the family they created on Supernatural. Right. You know, in the future. Another little tidbit, which has nothing to do with this show, but uh, apparently uh, in the scenes where um, the boys are driving any time that they're in the Impala in this episode, they had um, Tom Wells, who played Clark Kent on Smallville, was mm-hmm. actually in the back seat of the car anytime they were driving, like crouched down. Why? <laughs> well, uh, because Jensen was on Smallville. And oh. I think it was just them like visiting each other on set. Oh, okay. And so they like between takes, I guess they'd be talking and then like they would do their takes and he would just like, Poof, you know? <laughs> so you could absolutely be right that the Wendigo sketch was a call out to, Maybe. you know, to the actor who's playing. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't, re- I didn't research that. So now I feel well, like. Well, I was just, you know why I did is because when he popped up, he looked like the guy, um, from Elf, who's in the shiny mailroom, who like him and Will Ferrell like gives sit. him the flask. Yeah, and they like lay down on the mail and they're just talking about their hopes and dreams or something. <laughs> For some right. reason, it's like that looks like that guy. I wonder if it is. Um, hey. It wasn't, but <laughs> oh, but that's what made you look. Yeah, that's super cool. <laughs> that's super cool. I love that. Yay, Sammy had a movie call out. I did. <laughs> sidebar about Wendy goes and elf (laughs) right elf's involvement with um supernatural yeah um so dean is retelling the story now that he read uh in the asylum article and in the journal about uh three kids who 
stayed the night in the uh in the asylum one kid apparently went crazy and set fire to the place murdered another one of the the friends and one friend got out alive so two yeah. kids were killed that night but the the surviving kid was like this guy went insane like for no yeah. reason he just suddenly went insane and tried to kill us so now there's even more history mm-hmm. and it was they were in the south wing when it happened when the guy went insane and so now sam and dean are like staring at the doors of the of the south wing and you can see the same chains that we that the cops saw that are just like you know hanging down and uh, they mentioned you know maybe these you know the doors were chained to keep people out Mm -hmm. and i think it's sam says or to keep something in right and i wonder if that's an allusion to um iron keeping spirits maybe uh, irons effect now that could also be like really a way way out assumption on my part right but like what would keep spirits inside Uh, a a locked door isn't going to keep spirits inside so i was thinking huh they broke the chain or Um, or was was it locked up since 1960 when these people were alive maybe it was somebody trying to keep the crazy patients inside of there oh oh wow oh that's awful yeah uh, you wow yeah you just gave me chills <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it doesn't stop note, them yeah. yeah just a note while they're in there though dean makes a sixth sense reference you know we're talking about movies and stuff yes. like that that is one i have seen and I <laughs> from start to finish yes okay. from start to finish it also is a hint that dean is still not okay with sam's abilities he doesn't want to talk about him he doesn't want to even touch that or go there he's just like nope don't ask don't tell yep not going yep. there and if he does mention it it's mocking him yeah exactly yeah um so yeah he's like let me know if you see dead people Haley joel osmond <laughs> <laughs> but see because then two seconds later as they're walking down the hallway of the south wing he's like who who do you think made a hotter psychic you know patricia arquette jennifer love hewitt or you yeah. which you know jennifer uh, patricia arquette was in medium mm-hmm. and jennifer love hewitt was the ghost whisperer yeah. you know so poking fun at him yeah it's, yeah. it's his it's his way of dealing with uncomfortable not so okay with this right <laughs> so they find their way into like a uh not like a laboratory but a room it almost looks like an old dentist slash gynecologist office a laboratory did i say laboratory <laughs> a laboratory isn't it a laboratory <laughs> What laboratory sounds like you're trying to talk about a bathroom, a lab laboratory. It's not laboratory. I, I've always said laboratory and I'm not going to say if it's wrong or right, but you definitely threw in a little bit of Dexter's laboratory nope. from Cartoon <laughs> sorry, Network. Sorry, sorry. Weird little German kid who's uh, inexplicably German, by the way, or whatever the hell his accent is. Maybe Russian. I don't know. But they always said laboratory. <laughs> Like two hours three hours long (laughs) god um so going back to the seriousness of this episode Mm -hmm. they go into this room that looks like a cross between an evil dentist office and an evil gynecologist office 
with yeah. a ham radio in the background. Right. I mean, and stirrups and things. It's just it, it all sorts of torturous medical devices. Um, and a, a Dean Dean surmises that like this is where electro electroshock therapy happens, and uh, which of lobotomies. course lobotomies, lobot oh lobotomies, and. The way Dean deals with with horrible things is, of course, to make a joke. Any references, you know, Jack Nicholson, yeah. <laughs> you know, in One Flows with Cuckoo's Nest. We don't have to go into the history of that movie. I'm no. assuming you haven't seen it all the way I through, but no. you know the premise. Yeah, it's an insane asylum. We'll just say horrible things happen to the inmates. Uh, so there's there's that reference. Um, and he does a really great impression really? of Jack Nicholson and nothing yeah. no response from sam <laughs> and the look on dean's face when he doesn't get the hey you know the recognition for he's like oh yeah he's, he's all bummed out again it's the same thing with his like emf detector you know he's he was like all proud of himself right. and sam's just not gonna let him have that moment yeah. but then he tries again with another jack nicholson reference <laughs> <Right>? the shining <laughs> you know my man jack it's like all about Jack. I mean, we should hashtag yeah, <laughs> Jack my Nicholson. Man Jack. No in, kidding. In, in this. But that brings them to, you know, his movie references brings them to uh, trying to discuss what is actually happening in this asylum. Mm -hmm. Like, is it ghosts possessing people and making them do evil things? Or is it more like these other movie instances like Amityville and the Smurl Hauntings mm -hmm. where the ghosts actually just make people go insane? They don't right. actually possess them. They just haunt them until they go yeah. insane. But even with that, uh, that moment of them being on the same page about ghosts haunting, ghost possession, um, Sam still is just like, dad's not here. Yeah, Why are we still here? This totally is stuck on dad stuck on dad i'm like let it go like a part of me was really kind of upset like he's being petulant at this point yeah i was annoyed by all of the dad talk and i think yeah. maybe it's because two episodes ago they had already a heavy dad episode with bugs you know where yeah. they were just like constantly bickering about it yep and there was a small amount of relief in home where you know he's kind of mentioned but no this one it was just more and more and more it was just petulant yeah but they do decide that they still need to find more about they still need more information about the south wing and the asylum they're, they're just not finding it while they're there mm -hmm. so oh they uh while they were in that room they they kicked over a, a nameplate and it turns yeah out sam picks the, up a sign that says sanford ellicott uh, who was it says doctor so they're assuming he was a doctor there at the asylum right they're able to actually locate an um, existing, yeah, living Ellicott. Turns out that it's his son, right? Yes. Yeah. Sam poses as a patient because he's a um, a psychiatrist, right, or, or psychologist. I I don't know which one, but I think I think it's a psychiatrist, maybe. But anyway, he poses as a patient, goes in, and did you before he goes in? Did hmm. you happen to notice that Sam was reading a magazine, a mental health magazine? Yeah. I wondered why the camera, after he's like flipping through this magazine, he throws it down on the Paused couch. on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, why did the camera just focus in on it? It's because there was an article about Jared Padalecki in that oh, issue. Really? <laughs> yep. There was an interview with Jared Padalecki in that issue of the magazine. Oh, that's funny. 
That's a little, um, you know, I want to say inception, but I don't think that's correct. But, you know, oh, they, um, they kind of um, break the fourth wall a little bit, you know? Oh, okay. Okay, that's not the word I was thinking of. I thought mm-hmm. you were going to say something about um, incestuous or something. <laughs> oh, no, 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 okay. no, no, no. There's an article about Jared Padalecki in the show where Jared Padalecki doesn't exist, you know. Right, that's, right, right. That's gotcha. All, that, that's all what I'm trying to say. I'm I don't, with you. I'm sure I there just, is a term for it, but I don't know what it is. So Sam goes in as a patient. Yeah. And the shrink starts to shrink him, you know. He's just like, so how are you feeling? <laughs> and fine, but God, yeah, that, that kind of rings a bell for me. <laughs> He's so bad at this. I know. <laughs> For someone who is so empathetic and good at gleaning information from people, he's really bad at this in this moment. Yeah, trying this, to get this the... little acting yes. moment. I mean, Sam is a bad actor, not yes, Jared. He's a not bad Jared. actor. No, no, it's Sam. Yeah. <laughs> I just wrote, not very good. <laughs> but then it's revealed that, um, he's like, yeah, Sanford Ellicott was my father, you know, and he worked at this mental ward. And But anyway, we're here to talk about you. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Sam says, oh, I'm on a road trip with my brother. You know, it's fine. But anyway, so what happened? <laughs> About there, that South Wing. In the South Wing in the, in the like, the 60s? The you writer? know, what, what, what's going on? Dr. Crowley calls him out. He's like, if you're a local history buff, then you already know about the Roosevelt riots. Yes. Sam's like, the riots? Yes. <laughs> Do tell. So, yes. So they make a deal. He's like, all right, you tell me something true about your brother or this mm-hmm. trip or whatever and i'll tell you about the roosevelt riots right they don't show this scene but it's, sam comes out yeah. Yeah. yeah sam comes out and says okay i know what's going on yeah you know. and the look on sam's face though is like i totally have something to hide yeah you know mm-hmm. and i mean the assumption is that he's Oh, he totally, he opened up to this doctor for sure. And is not happy about what he was saying. Yeah. You know, not happy with Dean. And you could just tell by the look on his face. Yeah. So this doctor reveals that the Roosevelt riots were when the patients kind of revolted against the main doctors there. The doctors. Very much revolted. And some were dead. Some were missing. Um, Staff were killed. Patients were killed. But they all, he also verifies that the South Wing was the wing for the criminally insane and the mm. psychologically, uh, the psych, well, they said psychotic killers, I think is what mm. they said. But so not just, you know, an insane asylum, but yeah. criminally insane. Like yes. these are people who are going to do damage. Yeah. And also Dr. Ellicott was never found or his body was never found. His body was never found. <laughs> and, and Sam surmises that he was stuffed somewhere deep in the in the building because cops never found specifically not this doctor's Mm -hmm. let's check it out tonight cut to (laughs) yet another another uh, set of teenagers uh, coming in oh cat and gavin yeah boyfriend and girlfriend Mm -hmm. and this is so typical come on this will be fun which is like here hold my beer i mean that's yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, this is how all all horror films start. Yeah. This will be and, fun. Yeah, and she's just like, "You call this a date?" <laughs> yeah, I thought we we're going to a movie. Like, oh, yeah, it's fine. This did you recognize fun. these people? No. Okay. I I did not. The girl I kind of did, and it was because she's been in a million things. I think what came to my head was from How I Met Your Mother. She played, you know, an episode of that. 
this guy is in a ton of things. Uh-huh. Most people are going to recognize him as Hunter from The Office. See, and that show I never watched. Right. So. Yeah. Yes. Was he, he played- was he on it a lot? No, um, but oh, okay. he's he's mentioned more than he's on it. Um, he <laughs> plays uh, Jan Levingston's, who she's a bigger player, uh, her assistant, and it's kind of assumed that um, th- that's her little boy toy, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, oh, she, and he's in a band, and she has a CD, and like there's a scene where she's like playing a CD and just like you know, follow your dreams, Hunter. It's very funny the relationship between those. <laughs> these two people so did you recognize him from that like when he came on did you say like oh my gosh the office kind of yeah i mostly recognized him there's a specific scene from i think one of the wayans brothers movies where they do like date movie or scary movie those kinds of things oh okay i think it's something called extreme movie which i have not seen all the way through i just remember him being in a very silly kind of situation and taking it very seriously which made it (laughs) funny you know this guy right oh no i yeah i didn't recognize them but then after a while i was just like oh wait that's hunter (laughs) (laughs) that's great when you start to recognize like mannerisms and yeah or their voice starts to click like oh that's who that is yeah he's also from omaha nebraska which is where i was born well there's your personal connection yes to this show to this episode (laughs) um luckily neither of us have any connection to an insane asylum at this point right so yay for Jury's us. out in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Gavin is just a total jerk to his girlfriend. You know, she's clearly uncomfortable. She wants to leave. And he's just like, no, you just wait here. Wait here in Let's this haunted asylum. I'm going to yeah. go check this out. Nothing's going to get you. Right. Doors creaking. Flashlights flickering. Uh, yeah. And uh, so Kat is smart. She actually does just stay put. Mm-hmm. Right. She's like, mm. And and uh, Gavin goes off, and while he's like exploring this room, his flashlight starts to flicker and go out, which, yep. as we know, as we assume, means there's a spirit that's trying to materialize. Right. The and door over- shuts behind yep. him on its own. Although I think he thinks it's her, it's like her. trying to fuck with him. See, now that was another, that was one of my questions. I was like, why, when it first starts creaking, isn't he like, <laughs> you know, and yeah. like looking at it with his flashlight? You know, and, I think but, it was the it was the little smirk on his face when he was turning away, being like, like oh, "Okay, her. she's just trying to scare me." You know? Okay, okay. Because then once his flashlight goes out and he turns around, there's a, a figure in the doorway, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, hey, babe. You know, did yep. you did you decide to yeah. you know, join me after all?" And uh, the figure walks towards him and embraces him and and kisses Gives him, him. A big old smooch on the big lips. Big old smooch. And it's not cat. It's not cat. It's a bloody ghost. <laughs> yes, it's a. I don't know what it is, but uh-huh, it's cat for being a jerk. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, and so now we see Sam and Dean have have returned to the uh, to the asylum, and uh, this time Dean's EMF detector is working. Yeah. And uh, and Sam's got his night vision video camera. Yeah out and he's like oh there's it's this place is really orbing which again is is a A ghost ghost, hunting thing ghost hunter thing yes they have Um, seen that on ghost hunting shows where they're talking about like oh orbs orbs. yeah honestly honestly it's nothing it's like it's dust dust. it's (laughs) dust being caught by the light yes exactly it's orbs which aren't necessarily ghosts yeah so sam and dean are now i'm assuming 
in the south wing these hallways are just littered with you know turned over tables and you know torn out screens and just stuff but as sam and dean are walking and talking um they're just kind of walking straight and then something like whooshes behind Mm -hmm. them and they turn Again, again this is just a filmed haunted house and it was uh terrifying yes i mean all of the sets and props i used to work at a haunted house uh a so few did times. my niece oh yeah. my gosh that's great <laughs> um and I, I believe in in one of them i did not work in the asylum one but there was an asylum themed one and this was essentially it you know oh. and especially i mean a every ghost shot in this episode was so good so good i yeah, i just mouthed is, it to you because i was yeah. like oh my gosh it was so good yeah it was insanely good and then you know and then this one you know something whooshes by the camera like our view you know it's like right yep. in front of our eyeballs and they kind of hear it turn around mm-hmm. and then decide it's nothing and then keep going and then keep the camera going. cuts to this guy in a straight jacket just totally spazzing and glitching out right Right. And that was that's exactly what people in the haunted house, like working in a haunted house would do. Or I'll do. Yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. Yeah. So they don't see it, but us as an audience member, as a watcher, it's like, ah! yeah, like <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> yeah, but they keep walking. What got me though, is that when they turned and they don't see anything, the hallway that they just walked down was so littered with stuff. I'm like, there's no way they would have just yeah. been walking straight down this hall without having to kind of wend their way around. Uh-huh. Like there was a bed, there was like, like metal bed frames are super scary. Yeah. But there was like this giant metal bed in the middle of the hallway. I was like, eh, we didn't see that. But that was just, you know, me being nitpicky about continuity <laughs> in shots. But yes, that guy that the whoosh and the guy yeah, was, I was like, oh my gosh, is he like, re- is he reliving being electrocuted? You know, right. that's what I saw. I was like, oh my gosh, these ghosts are tortured. Yeah. Sam and Dean, as they're <laughs> not seeing the, the whooshing behind them, are still discussing, like, what's going to happen? What what are we supposed to do here? And Dean, of course, says, we need to find the remains of this doctor and burn it. Yeah. And we have to burn these these remains. Oh, I'm lying to you, Sammy. He says we have to find the remains of all the spirits. So we have to find they initially are talking about finding all of the missing bodies and burning them. Uh, I guess that was based on seeing the orbs. I honestly, I didn't write down any of that. (laughs) I think I was more just like kind of engrossed in in the things, you know? (laughs) Um, I do remember him saying like, you know, not only do I not like being in a haunted house, but you know, this one is like haunted with, you know, psycho killers. Psycho killers. I, right. I remember that. But I think that's before they decide anything about the doctor, the, uh, the doctor because yep. they haven't, they don't truly know that right. he's They haven't discovered it. his, right. his thing yet. And while they're looking for bodies, I'm assuming they find Cat. They stumble over Cat, who's hiding behind a bed. <laughs> no, first, Sam encounters a ghost himself. Like the, the same woman that kissed gavin i don't i don't think so press pause um the salmon like he like turns around the camera and sees this woman and she's like slowly coming towards him and dean shoots her with a rock salt you know he's like dean dean i have them i have them find cat uh and then they split up again yeah you want to watch the scene i can share the screen okay oh god sammy i'm so sorry it's all right let me get to the moment oh so he was like right there so it wasn't like Sam was ever alone. No. Okay. They were That's, just 
they in different corners of the same the same room okay that was weird (laughs) 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 okay just for listeners reference we had a a little bit of a confusion about what was going on so we did just watch together a scene so we would know like what actually happened because we suck at taking notes so anyway which is which is sad given what my job in life is (laughs) and i will just say that note taking is the number one responsibility of my job so take it away okay (laughs) so after the the straight jacket guy they go into a room and they're in like separate corners or whatever and then sam finds a ghost lady through his camera and she's slowly coming at him and he yells for Dean to help. Dean shoots her with a shotgun of rock salt and then she goes away. Yep. But Sam makes an observation that she wasn't really trying to attack him, you know, because she was kind of going so slow. Yeah. She's just like, Hey, wait, I need to tell you something <laughs> without actually saying words. Right. <laughs> but- Right, because she didn't move, she didn't glitch, she didn't move real quick, she didn't, there was yeah. nothing aggressive. She was just like, hello. Yeah. yeah. Dean doesn't really want to hear that, but Sam yeah. is like, I'm going to make a note of that. She wasn't trying to hurt me or else yeah. she would have. Yeah. And then they find Cat. Then they find Cat <laughs> hiding behind a bed. Right. Um, and I have to say, I like Cat. Yeah. I like her kind of no nonsense. You know, she... They're like, what are you doing here? And my boyfriend thought it would be fun to come look for ghosts. And I didn't yeah. think any of this was real. Yeah. Um, but I've seen things. Something mm-hmm. has happened. Yeah. And and now I don't know where Gavin is. And then they say, like, okay, you go, we'll find Gavin. She's like, uh-uh, I'm not leaving without him. Right. You know, this place is crazy. So then they say, Okay, fine. Dean, Dean, take the girl and Sam go find Gavin. Right. And so they split up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Sam does find Gavin. Yeah. Like passed out on the floor you don't you don't know if he's like been possessed you don't know if his nose is gonna start bleeding alive right sam's able to like wake him up stand him up and it's like what happened and Mm -hmm. gavin of course is like who are you (laughs) first of all who who are you yeah and he's able to gavin's able to describe to sam that this ghost tried to kiss him and Sam's like, anything else? <laughs> anything else? I'm scarred for life. This thing tried to kiss me. So clearly he's actually okay. If he's able to, you know, he doesn't yeah. have that distant stare of somebody who's been, right. you know, possessed or whatever. Right, right. And meanwhile, Dean and Kat are walking around. There is a very creepy shot that comes from like the inside of a, a room and through those paned windows. Oh, you know, uh-huh. the, the square windows. And that's when he's, it's like, you ever, you know, anytime someone tells you it's haunted, don't go in. Right. Right. And then another ghost like swooshes by the Wish camera. By. Yeah. And then Dean's flashlight goes out. Mm-hmm. And while he's, he's like, Oh, well, all right, I've got a lighter. And so he, he starts looking for his, lighter which does become fairly infamous for dean by the way mm-hmm. as far as props go yeah. the lighter becomes like an extension of dean yeah. in the series this i have to tell you was the scariest moment in the show for me and while dean is trying to get his lighter to light cat says ow you're you're hurting my arm mm-hmm. and dean says what are you talking about yeah. and then <laughs> As both his hands up. <laughs> yeah. And then they both look down and they see that there is this like 
ghost arm gripping her and Uh then it just rips her out Mm -hmm. of the hallway and slams her into this uh room and the door slams shut and Dean can't open it and it was so fast so you didn't even see him the ghost guy you just saw her just like yeah it was that super fast that I've talked about in other episodes where it's like I I say super fast but like supernaturally fast yes it was faster than anything humans can't move that fast right in, in real life right and slam and those doors were metal they were like iron really intimidating you know that door is closed right dean couldn't open it yeah you know slamming things she's screaming he he has a crowbar he can't open it with a crowbar yeah and this and this is where like sam and gavin hear them you know cat is kind of going you know doing a little bit of a padded room action you know like she's like how do i get out running into the walls yeah and sam says you know what no, just you have to look at it because they're trying to tell us something. Just yeah. look at it and be calm. Cat's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you, I'm surprised she didn't say you look at it. So she's like backed up against the wall at this point, you know, and she kind of you can see her make the decision that she's just gonna let this ghost approach her. And the ghost, who's again, you know, his face isn't like a full face, uh-huh. and he's leans, very intimidating. Yeah but slowly moves in and puts his face next to her ear. There's there's quiet for a while. Yep, her screaming has stopped. There's and no everyone else and is like, oh my God, I hope you're right, Sam. Cat? And then the, yeah, then the door opens. And she comes out and again, for a second you think maybe she's possessed right. by, by this ghost, but she's not. And she says, all he said to me was one, three, seven. Mm-hmm. I, I love that both Sam and Dean are like, room 137. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Room number, obviously. Yep. yep. Let's go. Dean clicks on his flashlight, sees that the light has turned on, and just gives a look like, yeah. you know, flashlight works. Yeah. You know, good. I love that. I love that look. I love Dean's <laughs> little micro looks. Yes. You know, his little micro expressions are great. So they go running off to find room 137 uh, and it looks he, like it's... Dean, Dean does the Dean goes to look for the room and Sam is trying to take the kids out out like, right yeah. you need to take them out of the asylum I'll go find whatever we're supposed to be finding in yeah. room 137 mm-hmm. and he does he finds uh this office is I mean it looks like an office I mean he had mm-hmm. to kind of kick the door in because there's chairs thrown up against yeah. it and stuff so but it does just look like an office it doesn't look like a torture chamber or where they do elect I almost said electrolysis <laughs> which is in itself trying to, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get your bikini line done you know it's fine that's the north wing um, <laughs> uh, the electro shock therapy yeah uh, it's just an office that's just been like torn apart and ransacked and stuff like that and in the meantime sam and the kids have figured out that they are actually trapped inside they were trying to open the doors huh. and they were locked they couldn't bust open the windows because they were barred so then sam went off to the, just kind of try other doors and he comes back and said okay nope there's everything wrong sam makes the uh the statement of it's not the ghosts of the killed patients that's trying oh, to keep Oh, yeah, yeah, there. that's right. That's right. He says it's something else. It's something else that's keeping them there. And in the meantime, Dean- Dean's doing Dean research. Found, yeah. Dean, yeah, he found, he he's, he's like pulled open drawers. He's found hidden compartments. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, and he's found this like leather bound 
uh, satchel with patients' journals in it. And this is why Dean gets paid the big bucks. Right. Because <laughs> he made the discovery. Yes. Yeah. So Dean is flipping through this journal of all this handwritten documentation yeah. of what this doctor did to the patients. And I don't know if you're familiar with um, trepanning. Do you know what that is? It's basically drilling into the head to relieve the ill humors. Um, it was something that was done. I mean, nowadays, if someone's having, you know, brain swelling, they will, you know, do yeah, a, a, release cra- the was it called a craniotomy or something. But back in the days, drilling into somebody's head was done to release the evil spirits. Oh my God. Um, and that's what, that's why all these ghosts have those drill marks those like things. in their oh. eyes, because there's sketches of him like drilling into their brains wow. through their eyes and through the middle of their head. So this doctor was trying to tap the anger centers yeah. of their heads by drilling, literally drilling oh holes God. in their heads. Going back to um, Sam and the kids, uh-huh. you know, Sam's like, this is not a time to panic, you know, and, and Gavin's like, why the hell not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's when uh, Sam gets a phone call from, they assume Dean is right. calling and he's yeah. calling for help in yeah, the basement. He's, he's cutting in and out, you know, he's got a desperate plea for like, come on, I'm in the basement, hurry up. Did you listen to this with your headphones in? Not this part, no. I was like kind of just skipping through some of the asylum scenes, you know, to hear the ghosty noises, but I didn't mm-hmm. hear this part. During this phone call, this is not a huge discovery, but during the phone call, the fake phone call, there is growling Ooh. underneath Dean's words where he's saying, help, I'm down yeah. in the basement. There oh is God. something, and I tried, I listened over and over and over again to see if there were actual words, Yeah, but it was just this menacing uh growl and it wasn't um it it wasn't like a a synthetic growl it was it was somebody's voice yeah growl yeah yeah oh it was it was truly frightening so after the fake phone call uh sam's like you could stay here Uh (laughs) i'm gonna go look for dean i'll take care of this can anyone handle the shotgun (laughs) and miss cat is just like yeah i can gavin's like no I yeah. cat. She's like, look, I'm just gonna. I'll. I can protect myself. I'll. I'll take the gun. And she does. And there's this cool little shot where she takes it, and then she just a little. Yep. Loads it. Mm-hmm. Nice. While Sam is looking for for Dean, well, Sam is in the basement. Then he goes off. Right. He, he goes. goes he goes off, off looking for Dean. For Dean in the basement. In the basement, and he's and grabbed. Then he, his flashlight goes out. Which right. Is like the sixth time a flashlight <laughs> has gone out at this point. <laughs> and uh so something's manifesting yeah a door opens by itself because i have in my notes capital letters why would you go through a door that opens by itself although i know i know it's their job well and the cop did that in the beginning too (laughs) kelly did that the door opened for him and he walked on in yep and as expected a ghost pops out grabs sam by the head and is uh-huh. like electrocuting him yeah through his fingers yeah you know? it was pretty cool because you could also you could see the electricity like inside of his mouth and everything yeah, like, like across his teeth and uh-huh. stuff and the ghost is like don't worry yeah. i'm gonna make you all better mm-hmm. so then the the scene ends there with the creepy doctor electrocuting sam's face right we cut back to gavin and cat who cat <laughs> <laughs> <Kat>, love- <laughs> good for her says you know what after this 
we're totally breaking up. And this reminded me of something that happened uh, only like eight years ago. But this was a big YouTube thing where there was a, a girlfriend. She was all hooked up to do this giant, um, like extreme sports pendulum jump off a cliff. Yeah, um, I remember this. And she just couldn't, she just couldn't work up the nerve to do it. And her boyfriend kept like kind of being like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. And she said, don't you dare push me. He's like, oh, I'm not going to push you. And he ends up pushing her pushing off her. the cliff. Mm-hmm. And you hear her scream on the way down and then there's silence. And then the next thing you hear is her yell, I'm breaking up with you. And that's what I thought of. Good girl, Kat. Good girl. But then Kat almost shoots Dean (laughs) as as he comes around the corner because he wasn't, you know, where Sam was. Yeah. And he doesn't like really give any kind of warning. That he's coming around the corner. Yeah. Right. But then they find out now Sam is missing. Right. And they're like, yeah, but Sam went down to the basement because you called him. And Dean says, I didn't Bas- call him. Yeah. Basement, huh? Okay, fine. <laughs> okay. So they go looking and Dean finds him. You know, and yeah. Sam's, just, Sam's just like, hey. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a jump shot moment where he just yeah. like turns around and all of a sudden Sam is there. Yeah. I hate it when people don't actually respond when I call them, right. <laughs> you know, which actually is one of my pet peeves as well. If I was calling you, answer, damn it. Yeah. And Dean then tells Sam everything that he discovered in those journals, you know, and it's about the the rage therapy that this psychotic doctor was trying to invoke people's rage to try to get it to basically escape from yeah. them, that, that if he could make them so angry that it would just like blow itself out yeah. and then they would be fine, which did not happen. <laughs> it only made them angrier and angrier uh, to the point where they rioted and become homicidal and then and yeah, sam so. is like well i don't know about that i really don't know what his end game was here you know he's just trying to convince him it's not true or like right. maybe try to convince him it's like no we should just go i we already looked go. there's nothing here right so maybe steer him away from potentially finding the body yeah i guess you're right yeah that's probably what it is but dean is determined we have to find the body mm-hmm. and burn it so then he finds a secret door and while he's like busy trying to crowbar it open or like look for how to open it sam then points his gun straight at dean right very calmly and collectively and like, um deliberately yeah yeah and he's like hey dean mm-hmm. <laughs> and dean looks up and sees sam pointing a shotgun at him uh-huh it's like what are you gonna do what's up what's up buddy what's yeah. uh, what's going on <laughs> while he looks up he he, he sees Sam's nose starts starts to bleed. Yeah. He's like, what are you going to do? Shoot me? It's just rock salt. It won't kill me. <laughs> and Sam says, no, it'll hurt like hell. And shoots him. And shoots him. So it's like Sam is venting his true feelings about Dean in this moment. Yeah. In a yeah. very extreme way. Yes. I mean, not just shooting him and trying to kill him, basically. Right. But like everything, he, he just starts, you know, we've been searching for dad for six months. Yeah, he just Only unleashes. And uh, and so Dean's like, fine, you want to kill me? Fine. And gives him his gun that's, you know, supposedly loaded with real bullets, not rock salt. Mm-hmm. And says, you really want to kill me? Kill me. And Sam pulls the trigger. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah, I couldn't remember this part in the episode, honestly. When I first saw it, I was kind of like, yeah, I thought why, that it Dean, was- why would you give Sam a gun? <laughs> <laughs> Dummy. 
Well, not only that, but, you know, he should have been able to find his brotherly love. Sam should have been able to overcome whatever feelings of anger he had, you know, the momentary anger of being pissed at your brother about something to really wanting to shoot him dead. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a lot of hate and anger. And I'm, I'm, again, it's probably because the doctor was like poking at his anger center. Right. But turns out the gun is not loaded. So then I was like, oh, okay, right. Dean is fine. (laughs) And, And Dean's able to, you know, stand up and punch out sam so he can continue to find the body look for the body Uh and uh a point we didn't we didn't mention was that one of the reasons why they're in this room is they they surmised that where because they still don't know exactly where this guy's body is like where the patient stuffed this doctor's body and so they surmised that you know if there was this secret room where he was torturing people that the patients would then take the doctor down to that secret room and torture him right right um so that's what they're looking for is a secret torture yeah a secret torture room that was mentioned in uh his patient's journals yes and dean finds it he notices a a file cabinet (laughs) (laughs) with hair sticking out of the corner of it well i think but i think before that was like one of the scarier ghost shots for me it was he's walking around through the room, but like oh. he turns his back for a second, and a very clear shot of that guy, the the doctor ghost, the doctor is oh. like slowly walking by the camera, you know, and it's it's the combination of him close to the camera, walking slowly and in, in a whoosh moment, and Dean not hearing it, you know, he doesn't make any kind of uh, a motion or anything that he that heard he something behind him. You know, he so just we know going. we know mm-hmm. Dean's in danger, but Dean doesn't know he's in danger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was just like, oh my god, this this show, this episode. <laughs> it did definitely keep you on your toes. Yeah, it yeah, definitely it, kept it stressed you on your out toes. a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> on your toes, stressed out. Yeah. Uh, so we know there's something still hunting Dean, and so when he finds the the file cabinet with mm-hmm. the hair sticking out of it he's like aha yeah voila here's the doctor's body and it clearly looks exactly like the ghost <laughs> and dean grabs his duffel bag salts the body gets the lighter fluid starts to you know douse the body and before he's able to get his trusty lighter mm-hmm. to set the bones on fire uh he's hit by um like a, was it a gurney something goes running yeah. across the room mm-hmm. something like smashes into him yeah. and he's knocked away from the body and then the ghost materializes the doctor ghost and this time it grabs dean by the head yeah and says don't worry i'll make you all better I'll make you all better so he's like electrocuting dean now yeah and luckily dean is able to has the strength to still reach for his lighter which got yeah. knocked out of his hand yeah he was with it still yeah. for a long time being electrocuted you right. know he was like grabbing for that lighter for a while you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. closer, closer. yeah yeah um but he's able to foop you know because it's a one flick pick and uh he throws it into the cabinet and the body starts to burn now this ghost burned way different oh yeah than any ghost we've seen so far or so, since i would yes, say yes Yes, this is like a singular standout ghost. It's like he he turned to like solid ash almost. Yeah. And then just crumbled. Yeah. So there was no up in smoke. There was no poof, so to speak. Yeah. So I don't, oh no. 
<laughs> I don't know either, but I, it just stood out to me. I was like, oh, that was different. Totally. Yeah. You know, that was definitely different. Just crumbled. And as soon as, as soon as that happens, the spell is broken. Sam wakes up. Yeah. He's, fine. you know, he's fine. <laughs> Dean not, says, not going to try to kill. He's not going to try to kill me. No. Good. Cause that'd be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Dean is pretty upset by everything that yeah. just happened. He's, yeah. He does. I mean, he shows it, but he's not going to talk about it. And he's done, you know, yeah. but you could really see how yeah. angry Dean actually was by Sam's behavior and Sam's by Sam's, well, his behavior. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he was possessed, but still there was something. There was something there. I just learned a lot about my brother that I didn't want to know. Right. And, uh, and Sam and, tries to talk about it. You know, he tries to approach Dean, he's just like, listen, I, I didn't mean what I said. I'm really sorry. Those were really awful things. And Dean shuts it down. He's just like, yeah. nope, I don't nope. want to talk about it. Yep. I just want to go to sleep. So back at the motel. <laughs> yeah. After they send Gavin and Kat away, which that's got to be a car ride home for the two of them. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> back at the motel. Back at the motel. Dean's Dean, asleep. Yeah. Dead to the world. Totally passed out. So Dean's cell phone rings. Sam tries to wake him up. Says, Dean, Dean, hey. Doesn't wake up. So then he grabs the phone, answers it. You know, he's like, hey. And then sits straight up. Dad? Credit. And blackout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you going, what? What? Right? Uh, yeah. So many questions. Mm-hmm. So many questions in that moment. Dad? Yeah. And then you're really like, oh, what's going to happen next? What's the next episode going to do? This is their first quote-unquote face-to-face encounter with dad. You know, they're not just chasing him. He found them. You know what I mean? Right. My first question was, how would John respond to Sam Mm. picking up the phone instead of Dean? Right. That was my first thought was, you know, do you hang up? Like, did he mean mean to, I mean, obviously he meant to call Dean. Right. Given their uh, relationship their relationship and dean's propensity propensity to be the buffer between sam and and john would he have said hey dad called you know or would he have played it out a little bit longer and kept it a secret yeah because as we know the brothers keep secrets i didn't notice this but this was one of those they say moments mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you mentioned in the pilot episode about how young the boys were you know yeah. they had the cute haircuts and um their voices were still kind of super high not super uh-huh. high but still you know high yeah it's been noted that this is the episode where jared's tone changed mm. and becomes deeper and a more uh, solidified part of his character you know less less sunny uh-huh. and and a little bit darker and a little bit deeper yeah. so that his timbre actually did change and it's it, it was noticed by the fandom right it became a sam voice and not a yeah. jared voice or or maybe he was trying to be maybe i don't know maybe he was playing around with voices for a while sometimes when you're acting you know you kind of get into a, a subconscious actor voice 
you yeah. know, if you're reading a script and, you know, you either go a little higher or a little lower than your natural tone. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we can talk about, you know, Misha Collins once we get to, oh that, to that character and oh what his gosh. voice, his natural voice is compared to his character's voice. I know. It was such a shock hearing him speak for the first time, not as cast. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting if you were to take like Dean's voice, you know, Jensen's voice now, it's, it's an acceptable for, I think, his character and his time. If you were to fast forward, say, you know, six seasons, his voice has changed considerably. Oh, it's like all it's gravel, gravelly. Gravel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He speaks from the back of his throat. Mm-hmm. He is suppressing so yeah. much in coming seasons. Yeah. Um, but in this episode... I now I personally didn't notice it, so I was wondering because you noticed in the first episode right. that you know they had kind of the, you know, a little bit lighter voices. I, did you I, notice? I didn't notice, but I probably would if I were to now go back to the pilot. Yeah, I was I was tempted probably. to go back, but as I I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Sammy first and see if she <laughs> if she noticed it. So. I don't know. I didn't notice it off the top of my head. No. Okay could have lied to me sammy oh i mean yes i'm very astute absolutely i yeah picked it right up yes several octaves i loved this episode i just loved this episode i think i do want to say that because we've torn some other episodes apart and and rightfully so i really liked this episode yeah yeah Uh, there was little it had little complaints about really anything exactly i mean continuity is one thing and it was just silly things because i was looking for it you know But just watching the episode, it was scary. It was, you know, meaningful. It had funny moments. Yeah. Um, you learn more about, you know, Sam and Dean. And everyone has, like you said, every town has that ghost, that ghost building. And this was perfect because you thought it was, you know, the inmates, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, it was a little twist at the yeah. end. And uh, it was actually the evil doctor. So, no, I really enjoyed this episode. Hey, Sammy, can you sing that theme song about people who do things that they don't normally do? So you can shame me again? I will refrain from shaming. Okay, fine. Shout out to people doing things that aren't the things that they normally do. Boop. See, I, I'm, I'm act- it's starting to grow on me. <laughs> it's totally starting to grow on me. Um, well, the reason I asked you to do that is because my, um, my nephew, Chris, uh, is, while he's not a direct colleague of ours from opera or our theater world, mm-hmm. um, but he is currently doing things that he doesn't normally do while he's doing what he does. No. <laughs> See, I'll listen closer. helps. <laughs> I know. I... All right. So he's one of those guys. Yeah. He does the things not now that he doesn't do. Okay. Um, he's a, he's actually a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. And he's not able to, you know, attend classes in person or participate in sports or hang with friends, do after school jobs, you know. Um, So his thing now is he launched a YouTube channel and it totally rocks. Mm -hmm. And that is the unbiased auntie's opinion. I will chime in as a non-auntie of Chris and say it is totally awesome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um his channel is a hub of video essays and media analysis pieces. Um, the most common subject matter is anime or cartoons, but he says he'll comment on just about anything so long as he thinks um, he'll have something interesting to say about it or he'll be able to make an in- interesting point about uh-huh. it. Yeah, yeah. Because I am not a connoisseur of, of anime. Nor um, am I. But 
I love his videos. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Um, they're smart. They're insightful. They're witty. He's interesting. And um, so much so that some of, some of his videos have actually had over 500,000 views. Yeah. Yeah. It's really impressive. And I did check a couple of his things out. Um, I also am not a big anime person. I know a few of them, kind of the more popular ones, mm-hmm. like the Studio Ghibli, which he has a series called watching every Studio Ghibli film. <laughs> <laughs> so there's more than one? <laughs> there are many, but so oh. he's been watching all of them and commenting on them. And I watched the Spirited Away one, which I have seen. And I was so impressed at how well thought out they were. Uh-huh. And it wasn't just a, oh, I like the way they drew this or anything. No, he, <laughs> he's a smart yeah. kid. And I was, I learned something. I'm also interested in the, the <laughs> he's got one called like why. How how I Met Your Mother is better than Friends, or something like that, <laughs> which I'm so, interested in, but it's uh-huh. I haven't had the time to check it out yet. Yeah, so not fully anime. No, just like you said, and a topic that he thinks he could say yeah, something interesting. He about. really does just have random things splattered in there. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Well, um, don't take Auntie Valerie's word for it. Check mm-hmm. it out yourself. Um, his name on YouTube is Cross K R O S S. Um, his handle on YouTube is at cross. Um, if you want to look up his videos specifically, you can look at K R O S S X C. So it's cross by C. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we'll drop his links in our social media for, uh, for easy clicks and stuff like that. Yeah, I do. I recommend checking him out. Look for, um, you should be able to find him just by searching those things, but also look for, he's got this pink and purple avatar human that he drew himself right that he drew himself yeah that's awesome yeah he's he's also a very humble artist yes good for him so shout out chris learish go check him out all right thank you everyone for joining in this week that's going to wrap it up for asylum uh please be sure to check us out on anywhere you can find podcasts subscribe please leave a rating if you can you can find us on social media instagram and facebook are salt and burn this pod twitter is at salt and burn this you can dm us there i also leave our uh, handles in the show notes um if you want to find us come chat with us if you you saw something that we missed let us know (laughs) so we can talk about it and be like "Ooh, guess who this person found oh gosh and i know we miss stuff because yeah we we have to go back and watch it together sometimes (laughs) Because we don't believe what the other person is saying. That's what I find funny. <laughs> I don't believe you. That's not how that happened. Yeah, that oh. literally happened like three times in this episode. Oh, man. We we definitely have our own experiences when we watch the show. Yeah, which is fun. So, please join us next week for... Scarecrow, yeah. Scarecrow. I remember seeing that episode. I do, too. And I am not looking forward to seeing this again. <laughs> In, in well, a sense of it's going to scare me. Yeah. Well, you have to. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about I'm not going to talk to myself. So, all right. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.